I did not know we were doing 10 o'clock. I thought we were still doing four. Yeah, no shit. So did everybody else. I missed it. I missed it. I literally just woke up. Fire up that laptop, baby. <laughs> yeah, woo. Oh, fuck, dude. Good I need to watch my match. Fuck me. What are you eating? Vitamins. All right. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast. You woke me up. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, uh, Big Mike. Woo! Toll Bear. Yeah, man. And the Vitamin Chomping. (laughs) Just waking up in. Red wearing. Frisbee golfing. Juggalo loving. (laughs) Cookie, what's up, dude? Whoop, 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 says the man uh, sitting right here. This is actually the single most annoyed I've ever been starting I up see it in this his podcast. I've never been this just just palpably angry as we start up this podcast today. Everything went wrong. Look at him. Yeah. Every at fucking him. thing went wrong. He's so mad. Last Everything night at uh, the Big Mike's house, uh, and Big Mike and I and uh, Jasmine and Amanda were all hanging out. We were watching the Keith Lee against uh, uh, Killer Cross, or excuse me, Carrion Cross match for the NXT. And uh, we're sitting there, we're talking, we're like, we're, we're just planning a whole day around starting the podcast at 4 p.m. sharp. 4 p.m. And Mike's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow afternoon. I'm like, all right. My mom and dad are coming over. I'm going to be doing uh, a little bit of yard work. We're going to go over to that, record the podcast, and then watch SummerSlam. That is, that's the plan for today. I wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning, and there is a text from Tolbert <laughs> saying, <laughs> what time in the morning, boys? Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were doing it in the morning. I could have done afternoon. And wow. then we said, uh, well, I mean, we could do it a little bit later. And it was fine. And then Tolbert says, this morning, now nah, let's knock it out at 10 o'clock. It is currently 1044. We just started this podcast. Co- Cookie joined the podcast at 10. 10- 35 Mike I, got here. I have here. a hard out. I have a hard out. Mike has to get out of here at 1115 and Tolbert got here at no later than 1025. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? We need to have strong boundaries when it comes to this podcast, boys. Hey man, there is firm, firm, firm start times. There was waves and I had to get my wife out of waves. All right, Spicoli, get your shit together. <laughs> We're going to do this podcast at a certain time every fucking week. Well, I did actually buy a watch, so I wouldn't be late. To be fair, we have only ever started this podcast on time less than five times. And we're on, what, 72? Sure. But this week, <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. No longer will it be up in the air that we, I, I, you got to put these firm boundaries. Nip it. Yes, put your foot down, Aaron. You <laughs> nip it in the bud, goddammit. Well, she's going to be late next week. 
I, I cannot be late. This is my podcast. This is my home. Oh, Anyways, so how bad. was your week? Mike's got to leave in like 15 minutes. What, what the fuck's going on? I had a great week. Yeah, me too. All, all things considered. Fuck both of you. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Oh, yeah. Cookie's oh. going to shoot here in a second. Well, uh, Cookie, go ahead and shoot. Oh, you. Oh, it's time for me to shoot. Oh, all right. Let me start talking about Central Piedmont Community College. I said it and I'll say it again. Fuck you, Central Piedmont Community College. You half bit shitty organization. You are one of the worst places I have ever tried to get my money back, tried to figure out a course. Oh my God, I have so many things to say. All right, so how about this? The course said it was going to begin on August 18th. I load up my computer, get online, get ready for class on the 18th, and if the professor says the course began on August 10th. And I said, what the fuck are you talking? What do you mean it began on August 10th? No email correspondence. No uh, return a phone call, nothing. I didn't get any kind of response. So, Cookie, was everybody else there on the 10th? No. That man was literally given a syllabus read and doing his little introduction for the class by himself. And when he said, (laughs) oh, there's no one in here, it must be because of the time change that I made. Who the fuck was supposed to know about that? Who? Who? What the fuck? Central Piedmont Community College is... Can you give me a word, Aaron? Give me a good word for it. Lambasting your your social life. Okay. I like it. I like it. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's ruining your life. I can tell it, you. It, 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 believe me, it ruined my life. I had to drop the course there. because I was two weeks into the fucking material. They, they were already on chapter... Uh, two or chapter three, whatever the fuck it was. It was a physics course on top of that. So I, I was completely head. I was, it was over my head. So I said, fuck it. I'm dropping this course. And when I say, okay, give me my money back. They say, well, classes technically started last week. So we're only going to give you 25% of your money. I paid $550 for one single course paying for fees that we're not, we're not, there's no campus fees. There's no lab tech fees. There's none of that bullshit. Yeah. So, so I'm, go ahead. That one, that's absolutely robbery. Yes. 100%. Two, what did the classroom think when a man who looks like a juggalo tried to hijack <laughs> their Zoom meeting that they've never seen before in their life? And they're like, who is this man? And well, it- trying to hijack our zoom meeting it didn't help that half of my face was painted like darby allen so they really didn't know what the fuck was going on did it still say seymour jugs yeah it still says seymour jugs too oh my god are you you're not shitting me are you no i'm not shitting you i had to change it though i said i saw it and i was like oh fuck like (laughs) like, i think i think the professor i couldn't make it out at first because my my uh my mic wasn't working but i think he said something about who is Seymour? <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to drop the knowledge that a cookie in motion stays in motion. Uh, so, so cookie, are you going to, uh, so are you 
not in class at all this semester or what? No, get this, man. I am actually at Cape Fear Community College right now, enrolled at physics. Thank so, God. Cape Fear, yeah. go hey, Sea Devils. At least. No, are they Sea Devils? They're Sea Devils. I don't sea know. Devils, yeah. Cape Fear's got their issues, but at least they got their shit together a little bit. Yeah. Listen, you know what? I know how easy Cape I love Cape Fear. I, I'm not shooting on Cape. Cape Fear, I literally called them last, I called them on Friday. And I said, hey, I need to get into this class. They said, okay, reapply, call me back. We'll get you in the class. I reapplied, called him back, got into the class. That easy. $300, not $550 fucking dollars. The incompetence of Central Piedmont Community College fucking baffles me. Fuck Central Piedmont Community College, you shitty half-wit organization. All right. Well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie, I, I feel that, uh, that, that you have a uh, justified gripe, very much justified gripe. Uh, yeah, I do too. That's ridiculous. And thank God for CFCC. I took three semesters there in, in my undergrad life, and it was good. Two summer courses, and uh, there we go. There you go. Uh, Big Mike, what do you got to say? Uh, I mean, so for due to some unforeseen family situations, Amanda had to take the boys back to Ohio, but I made the best of that week last week, and I made a fuck ton of bread. Nice. So that's what happens when you're bored. Uh, I needed, you know, to, you know, keep my nose clean, you know, stay out of trouble. So I made a loaf of bread a day. Is, is that a cocaine reference? Well, I made a bunch of lines of flour, and I was gonna tweet out something like that, but uh, I didn't actually follow take the high road oh, yeah you should i know snort how some yeast. This. i'm sure that it's really good i didn't know how lowbrow this podcast was so. oh no 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 it's bad <laughs> it's bad we we have made lots and lots of jokes on this podcast that have been deemed offensive <laughs> uh so, I, also, I also got a thousand dollar scholarship for uncw really yeah nice. for just half-assing your 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 mba uh well not half-assing i did half-ass the application so i'm very excited that i actually got something I've never, I've never got, I've only gotten two scholarships in my life. One was a $500 one last year. And I got a thousand dollar one this year. You know why? Cause I wrote it at the hospital on the last day that the applications were due. And I dropped how I work full time. I got two kids and I got the COVID coming at me from all directions at work. So, uh, they must've felt sorry for me. Wow. I'm pretty so, excited. No, I mean, that's good. That's, that, that, that's very, uh, I did not know that you could apply for, well, for they, they master's degrees. Well, they emailed the business school, emailed us and be like, hey, there's this scholarships platform. So I was like, sweet, I'll do it on the last day. All right, there you go. Uh, Tolbert. Uh, I have done nothing involving schooling of any sort. <laughs> right. Uh, gotten back to the ocean this week. Yeah, back to yeah, nature. Bought yep. myself a new board, getting yep. back into uh, the surfing. Yes. Um, I used to be really good in my prime now no longer I'm terrible okay um but I'm, I'm getting there slowly but surely i'm yeah. getting there are you one of those guys that cuts off the other guys no i'm very respectful in the water because you will get your ass beat <laughs> <laughs> That's my who? who's gonna beat your ass tiny little twinks do they, do they wait till you're yeah, on the, on the get beach pissed, dude do they wait till you're on the beach or do they like swim up to you like a pirate and board your ship <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm the surfer now look at me no it's been good it's been good to uh you know get in the water get in nature and I don't know. Try to get away from people. It's not working. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I I, uh, I went kayaking yesterday in the uh, the intracoastal waterway. Went over to Palm Tree Island. Oh, looked yeah, like a it was very nice. high tide. So what what picture. were you saying? 
I just said, oh, God, dude. With it, like, that, usually there's a lot of traffic at Palm Tree Island. Uh, but it was fine. Uh, like, it, 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 there, there was not like, a lot of water washes away COVID, right? Yeah. No, no. no there, there, it, it, it was me and a small group of okay. kayakers. And uh, we, we had fun. It, it was good. My arms are a little tired today. Uh, like, that, that, that's a little bit of a workout. It's nothing it too intense. Yeah. Fighting against the currents. The tides uh, cause a resistance. <laughs> oh, God, that was like a wet burp. Anyways, I hope everything has been good. Let's talk about uh, – oh, we were supposed to have a little bit of a $2 bake today since uh, Tolbert's match is all about bread. <laughs> what kind of bread did you make this well, week? Well, so I made a fuck ton of sourdough bread. I went through and as, as a scientist would, right? Um, you're going to go ahead and change one variable at a time. But I'm a, I'm a hyper scientist, so I changed multiple variables at a time. Each Not day smart. I made this Not bread. smart. Took copious notes, trying to figure out what do I need, how do I need it, which way do I need it, how long do I rest it. Came to find out the hydration period when you're making a sourdough bread, super important. You, you make the dough, you start it, you just let it sit. Let that starter kind of bubble. And then I found that you yeah, know, let that yeast activate. Yeah, man. man. And then, the, then the kneading technique is you don't need it like normal bread. I, the two loaves that I made when I needed it like normal bread, a little dense, not as flaky and fluffy like you would for a normal sourdough. Um, so I'm going to continue to work on this. The, r- the rumor has it on the bread subreddit, you're going to fail at sourdough at least a thousand times before you start making it well. So you know, I'm I'm working my way up there. It looked good. What I saw in person looked oh, very nice. I, the taste, I have the taste down pat. Taste is great. Texture. And quality on the rise and the shape of the loaf is where I'm trying to struggle. So when you're going into this and you're trying to make that, what, what is the end game? Just to, just to be a good bread maker at the house? Or are you trying I mean, to go into a business? You know, sometimes you just want a nice loaf of fresh bread. And in Wilmington, there's not a lot of great places to find good bread. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just got to go out on your own and make it, make it yourself. Uh, Cookie has fallen back asleep with uh, the two dollar bake segment. <laughs> no, was, he always he always assumes it's a different type of bake. But yeah, I, I thought we were talking about bud, but uh, never mind. Different that, types. That of would bake. be that would be two dollar baked. So uh, there we go. Let's talk about some professional wrestling. All right, for our first match of the evening, uh, Big Mike, you have got one Andre the Giant against two Stan Hansen. All right. What better to kind of be in the middle or sandwich, if you will, a bread segment at the open, a bread segment at the end for the high spot, but two big old meaty men bumping meat. So it's it's a sandwich. This this is what you're saying. A sandwich here. This is a sandwich full of meat. I'm saying it's a meat sandwich. A meat sandwich. One of my favorite songs by Guar. (laughs) All right. September 23rd, 1981 in somewhere in Japan. We're saying Tokyo. Probably Tokyo. We've got Andre the Giant and Stan Hansen. Andre is making Stan Hansen look like one of Cookie's twinks. That's right. Like, Like... the size differential between these two men, astonishing. We have seen Stan Hansen dwarf people. We have seen Stan Hansen just be a big, mighty, 
Gaijin in the world of Japan. And now here comes Andre. And, you know, it's, it's tough because of the language barrier. I never know who they're cheering for. Because sometimes it's, it sounds like uh, Andre, Andre. And sometimes it sounds like Hanson, Hanson. And it might be both. I don't know. I don't know who the, the good guy, who the bad guy is. All I know is they're just beating the shit out of each other. Can I say that this single match is the greatest Andre the Giant match I have seen in my entire I, existence. I felt like we were in Idaho with how many potatoes were getting thrown across. Jesus oh my Christ. God. I know for a fact. I don't know this, but I know for a fact. Andre the Giant went, Stan, just hit me with everything you got. Because he said, Stan, Stan <laughs> hit me with everything you got. Stan was dropping bows and throwing punches and kicks and knees that he notoriously stiff gentleman um was not holding back on and and you know andre's just absorbing there was once though he kicked andre in the face and i was just like oh god damn um this is not your high flying flippy floppy kind of shit it is just two giant bulls inside a squared circle beating the shit out of each other. And Andre was given a lot of receipts. He was. And Stan was taking them. So there, there is a, a, a famous, like, like story, or not story, but, like, it, it is well known that if Andre did not want to work with somebody, he could just absorb what you were taking and just no-sell it. Andre made Stan look like a billion dollars Andre in this the match. Giant sold better in this match than I think I've seen anybody in current wrestling sell in a long time, given their like work set and the moves and all this other stuff. It was so believable that Stan Hansen was somehow battling this giant of a man. And it, and it, it really, like, it, there's holds and there's some chain wrestling. There's a couple, like, back and forth off the ropes. But for the most part, it's just, like, heavy-hitting slugfest. At one point, they get outside the ring. And this is where the language barrier. And if we had somebody that could translate, it would be really convenient. But <laughs> yeah, um, we, um, <laughs> at one point, they get outside the ring, and, like, you hear the bell. So the referee like called the match i don't really know what yeah, happened. I, I think it could have been a count out that's what i it assumed. wasn't a count out. they were not out there for 20 okay it was it was like almost boom boom and at first i'm like holy shit the rail the ra the barricade literally goes up to andre's ass cheeks like he could have went ass end over and like where normal guys you know it's coming up to your waist it's kind of wild um but they get back in the ring there's some kerfuffle some kind of manager comes out for andre's corner Looks like a lawyer, maybe. Yeah, he looks like just a really greasy, know. slimy dude. And, and Andre's, like, grabbing the referees. Like, talk to this man. And Stan's like, I want to fight. Let's fight. Like, screw that bell. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, so the match restarts. Um, and, they, again, it's just another eight minutes of slugfest. At one point throughout the match, I forget if it was in the first half or the second half, Stan Hansen picks Andre up. And slams his ass. Body slams. Body him. slams. In 1981, Andre the giant. He was the first man to do it. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Fuck that racist motherfucker. Stan Hansen's the man. That was the body slam heard around the world. Uh, so the crowd well, went wild. It, it, it the, crowd, the crowd went wild on the lead up when he attempted to get underneath it and like, like, like he was gonna and right. he couldn't. And the crowd was like, "Holy crap, is he gonna do it?" And then he does it, and the crowd just goes apeshit. And this is one of his claims to fame, right? Is 
No. The body slam. No, Stan, nobody right? talks about this. I, I like, thought they did all the time. I no, like, like Stan Hansen broke right. Bruno San Martino's uh, wrestling, neck. Mark, wrestling marks. Were like, oh, well, actually, Stan Hansen was the first one to body slam Andre yeah, the Giant. It's not well known. <laughs> like, everybody thinks in this world that WrestleMania 3, 1987, was the first time Andre basically left his feet in a body slam fashion. Like, that. that's wrestling lore that is what vince has been telling everybody since 1987 the uh the kicker here though is after the second match starts before right before the bell ring timing on this is excellent so there is no match currently because the you know they're in between things bell hasn't rung yet stan hansen stan fucking hansen runs up there and punts andre the giant right in the cock and balls (laughs) like literally blows him away it was wild because stan hansen kicking anybody would probably hurt a lot and Stan Hansen kicking Andre the Giant, one of the most intimidating figures in the world of professional wrestling, Andre the motherfucking Giant. Um, so, you know, we get some of this continuous, like, chain wrestling slams, punches, all this sort of shit, heavy hitting stuff. Um, and then it kind of devolves. Um, at one point, Andre gets mad and literally just fucking tosses the referee. Yeah, that like, was pretty like insane. I, part of me is like, is this a fucking shoot? Like, what is happening? Because <laughs> Andre like didn't seem Andre sold it well. Again, he was irritated at the beginning of it. He he kind of like pushed the referee away a little bit early on, and then he just tosses this dude, and then a bunch of lions get in and roll this lifeless body that is the referee out of the ring. <laughs> Every time Lions come in for New Japan, I always try to recognize some of them. I did recognize one, and it was Hashimoto, but that, that was it. That was the only line I, I was trying to think. You know why? Because after they rolled the lifeless body of the referee, they all go to try to get Andre the Giant off Stan Hansen, and Andre the Giant destroys 17 of them. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and that is how the match ends. It's a, it, it was a great finish. Yes. It was a great finish because both guys go over. Andre continues to be the beast. He didn't get pinned. Nobody got pinned. Nobody loses. It's, it's, it was a great finish. Can, I, can, can we, we thank Travis for suggesting this match this week, even though it was a daily motion match? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Travis. Oh, also, shout out to Travis for giving us a little tidbit of info to uh, watch daily motion there matches is a on the TV. That you can watch daily Travis, mo- the true MVP of so this we podcast. we have to bitch at Aaron every week and yell at him. I did. I also downloaded that app today, and I watched the the match while uh, drinking a cup of coffee this morning. There's a lot of good stuff on there, though. On what? Daily Motion. Yeah, of course. That's what we're saying. That's where all of our shit comes from is Daily Motion. Anywho, social media update. Um, We had one post this week. It's just a no to drugs. Thank you. Oh, shit, I just forgot his name. He's staring at him. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. <laughs> yes. uh, I thought you were, you were saying Tolbert. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Tolbert somehow up to 136. So, I think he got one there. Twitter, we didn't have any good beefy back and forths like the Stan Hansen-Andre match. Um, we really didn't really do much on Twitter. What are we, 303 now? Passion of the Funk. Um the Kawasaki Dream stuff. Yeah. It was the twentieth twenty fifth anniversary of the most famous uh, King of the Deathmatch tournament in uh, professional wrestling. What? What? That you- was insane. Oh Watching yeah, we got. I, I got to send that to Cookie this week. Oh my god, man! That was what was the eighties? Like late eighties, maybe? No, no, no. It was 90, 95. 95. Jesus yeah, August nineteen ninety five. Kawasaki Dream IWA IWA Japan. 
And uh, you, you get to see in the first match, uh, Leatherface and Terry yeah. Funk. Terry Funk taking a wonderful chainsaw to the face multiple yeah. times. Terry Funk doing, oh, God, oh, God, <laughs> da, da, da. Flopping like a madman. Terry I love Funk, it. goat. Uh, and then, then you got to see uh, the, the Mick Foley and Terry Funk match. Phenomenal, uh, yeah. insane shit to watch. If you guys get a chance, follow Violent Miracle on uh, Instagram. He'll send you uh, some stuff. It's pretty cool. And while you're doing that, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at number two dollar stake underscore for all your shitty wrestling podcast needs. That's right. Uh, you have anything to add to that, Tolbert, the, uh, the social media update this week? No. Again, no hits, no shits. <laughs> Mic drop. I'm oh, out. I do have uh, for the 25th anniversary of the death match. Travis did some awesome art. Yes. Which he posted on his Instagram at, is it uh, Travis Art? I don't know. It's Travis RT. <laughs> Travis. Yeah, Travis RT Instagram. Uh, Mike's going to try to take a shit before his next flag football match.H, uh, can we do. Yeah, let's we... get some coverage of that. Why don't you uh, just go right beside the door and just. Uh... We, need a, we need a boom mic. <laughs> I, I do have a boom mic. I don't have it with me. I'm not going to set that up to get his poop. Uh, so we'll go to our next segment. All right, for the strong style, Cookie, you've got the one, two, three kid against Brett the Hitman Hart. It's from Raw, and it is one of the matches that I remember as a child watching that kind of kept me uh, enthralled the whole time, and it also made me really want to keep watching professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, I definitely have a Monday Night Raw classic in terms of a, a wrestling match. This is a championship match between Brett the Hitman Hart and, one, and the one, two, three kid, six Pac, X Pac, whatever the hell you want to call him, Pac. It's in 1994, man. I am all of one years old. JR has a bush full of hair. Uh, Macho Man is as colorful as ever on the mic, and there's no Vince McMahon. Surprise no Vince McMahon. This is a very day. weird time for Monday Night Raw. Like, it, one, having uh, – having uh, – these guys on the mic and yeah. no Vince McMahon was kind of weird. It is. It is. I'm, I'm so used to hearing his voice, but Jr. does a, uh, just a fantastic job of putting one, two, three kid over. Um, and so does, I mean, honestly, so does the macho man, Randy Savage as well. He was actually pretty decent on the mic. Oh yeah. Uh, I loved, I loved macho man in this. Yeah. I think he should have stayed stuck with commentary, but of course he wanted to keep wrestling. So I get that. But anyway, can I just say the pop for Bret Hart when he comes out? Phenomenal. Yes. Huge. He's a fucking rock star. And he may have been before his time just a little bit, but he was a fucking rock star. I didn't really get a chance to enjoy his matches as a kid. Uh, Cause I didn't watch WCW like that. And that's how I, I knew him from WCW, not WWF. Um, but one, two, three, one, two, three kid. Or man, whatever I want to say, how young does he look? He looks like he's fresh out of high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the mullet is gorgeous. You know, it's nice and oily and greasy, like Davenport likes it. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a beautiful mullet. Both of these guys have beautiful, like '90s hair, full on '90s hair in this match. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know what the beef is between Owen and. 
Bret Hart before the match even starts. You see Owen and Jim the Anvil Maya Hart come out right behind Bret, and I think does he is this right before their match? Their uh, no. uh, if it's seven eleven nineteen ninety four, it it might have been right after their their WrestleMania match. I'm not sure. Like they they definitely had like a, a rivalry going on between the two. This is in the middle of that. Okay, I gotcha. Honestly, unpopular opinion. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I think Owen was a little bit more entertaining than Bret Hart was. That's just my opinion. I know. Some I people know. like it. I, I Owen is more flying and, and Bret is more technical. If you, if you like a more technical style, there is no better than Bret Hart. Definitely if you like that. a more uh, high-flying style, Owen Hart's your, your heart. Yeah. I, but see, I, I think Owen had technical and he had to fly, and that's why I liked him because he mixed the match, whereas Bret was – it's very slow and methodical, but I still, I don't know. I like them both. Uh, let's just say that. I like them both. But before I get into my countdown, one more thing. Can I just say, you know, you, you get those visuals with Monday Night Raw. This is before all the LED boards and stuff like that. You get that visual of the heart lights on yes. the mat and the one, two, three lights and the shadows on the mat. Yes. I dig that. I dig that. I think that is more that's more compelling than seeing all these LED boards on the ring posts, on the aprons, on the rampway. Fuck all that. It's unnecessary. You're, you're it's telling me this is more compelling than the Thunderdome? Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Because, no, well, the Thunderdome, it is actually a pretty cool idea. But you don't get the noise. You don't, I mean, it's not a real audience. So, like... The, the weird thing is, like, I, I watched some of the NBA match last night, and the NBA match has a very similar thing. Like, they've got... Yeah all the fans zooming in and I'm like, NBA did it better than WWE. I think it's closer. You can see the people with this. It just like, there's, there's too much. There's too many people. Yeah. Smaller screens. You can't see what they're actually like doing or saying. It's too strict. It's very WWE. How about that? We'll just say Yeah, it, it totally is. Very WWE. But anyway, let's get to the countdown. Cookies number uh, cookies. Top four. Number one. There we go. Come on. I had man. a stroke. I'm sorry. I almost. You sounded like Lex Luger on the mic for a second there. WWWWWCW. I don't know. I don't know. Six, man. Number one, six and those kicks. Damn, I should be a rapper. Six and those kicks. Anyway, um, you got side kicks, roundhouse kicks, the spinning back kick. He has some dangerous feet. And by dangerous, I mean, I'm sure he's busted some lips for those kicks because that back kick is out of control. I think that he, like, was one of the first competitors I remember in America, you know, like doing yeah. these kicks. And it was such a different thing to see as a kid. You know, yeah. you've, you've got Muda, who's in WCW. He, he's doing a lot of kicks and stuff, but it's not quite as... I, I, crisp springy and crisp yeah. like like muda is phenomenal muda is one of my favorites of course oh yeah but like his you look stiff. at somebody say what his was his were stiff his kicks were stiff right he like one two three very pretty offense Absolutely. very unconventional but very pretty at the same time yeah i mean if if i was a kid like i would definitely gravitate towards when the one two three kick because he's like he's springy he's young he's He's got he's got bounce. That's what it is. He's got the bounce, man. The ultimate um, underdog. Like when when you're watching a matchup, say you you've got him against Razor Ramon. That was like a big a big feud in the early '90s. Yeah. You, you 
always think like, what if this guy wins? Then he does win and and it becomes a thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, It's uh, honestly just like uh, an AEW. Uh, I I thought that I can't even, why am I blanking on his name right now? Darby? No, not Darby. Darby is an underdog, but um, oh my God, the exalted one. Why am I blanking on his name right now? The exalted one, Brody? Brody Lee, thank you. Brody, Jesus Christ, yes, Brody Lee. He was he was an underdog in that match, and he completely squashed Cody Rhodes. Insane, right? It absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, but I guess we're getting off topic, so let's go to the next one. Number two. Brett selling, selling his ass off in the beginning for the one, two, three kid. How about that shit? Like you today in this world as a world champion you know, fighting a glorified jobber, basically, because that's what one, two, three kid is. Let's be honest there. He was a jobber. Um, he's, he's, he was kid before he even got that pin on Razor Ramon to become one, two, three kid. So glorified jobber, basically getting that match against the world champion and the champ actually selling for the jobber for the one, two, three kid. That's something that you typically don't see. And for 94, I'm sure you definitely don't see that. You know what I mean? So a lot of credibility. Absolutely. And you get a 22 minute like classic today. You would only get, you know, three minutes against Drew McIntyre. If you're Heath Slater, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know. Yeah. So stand up person, so much respect for Brett as a professional. Cause he just, he didn't have to do that, but he sold his ass off and he made kid look good. And he, I'm sure he probably gave him some, uh, some uh, prominence. I guess that's the word I'll use. Yeah. Um, but was this during, like, was, was kid with the click at this point or was this like before the click? You know, I don't even know. Like, you know I, mean? I, I would think that, that they all kind of pout around with each other at this point, you know? Yeah. This was definitely before he went to WCW and this was, I mean, this was early on in his WWF career. I could, yeah, I could, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, but anyway, Brett, man, just a stand up person. You can see it. Right before they go to commercial break, this is a really good spot where uh, Brett technically gets to win. He saw Kid's foot was on the ropes. He calls it back. And he says, "Wait a minute, I can't win like that." So stand-up person is Brett for Brett, man. What a what a wonderful baby face like thing. You've got two baby faces against each other. Exactly. Could you? Imagine nobody's trying to. That? Yeah, no, nobody's trying to take the easy way out in this no. matchup. No, definitely not. They're not trying to cheat the fans. They're going to give them a classic. They're not trying to cheat like the Dawson boys do sometimes. That's sometimes. right. Sometimes. Not all the time. Um, Number three. The ugly-ass moonsault by the kid off the top rope. This is, that moonsault is what I think my moonsault would look like when I, that I do on you, Aaron, when your ring actually gets set up in the backyard. Right. By the way, by the way, I do like the uh, the deck that you guys are building on the back. I don't, I don't think we saw that. We didn't put it over. No, no. Howard Varnum uh, did, did, had some good good designs there on my deck this week. He definitely did, man. I can't wait for you to put the the turnbuckles or the cables up and and paint it. I don't know what color you're going to paint it. We'll have uh, we'll we'll have the Wilmington Dream, the King of the Deathmatch Tournament, uh, <laughs> Wilmington Edition at, at uh, my house coming up shortly. Uh, it, it'll consist of uh, Cookie Allen and uh, yeah. Zane Dawson. They will oh, all God. be a part of the, the, the Wilmington dream. 
deathmatch tournament, and uh, I think one slam on that deck, and you're already dead. So yeah, I think one slam, and I'm going straight through it, or I'm dying right there on impact. One oh, the no, nobody's going through that deck. I hope oh, you know okay. that that Howard has built this to to withstand an atom bomb. So oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. All right. So there's going to be no give in it. So I'm going to die on impact. Right. So it'll be a very quick tournament. Uh, there will be uh, maybe two spots for each match. Okay. And then uh, the the tournament will will end, and we will have the king of the Wilmington Death Match very shortly. Uh, you guys will broadcast it online in a five minute Facebook Live video. I just <laughs> I just hope we have uh, someone good on commentary. Obviously, it won't be it won't be us because no. you suck. No, you, I do. You were, were god awful, Aaron. I just terrible. want you to know that. But anyway, anyway, going back to the countdown, that moonsaw was ugly. That jackknife was close to killing Brett. Did you see that? I he did. almost didn't rotate on it. Almost broke his goddamn neck. Um, I hate seeing those spots. But what I don't hate to see is the one, two, three kid. His 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 higher spots than that. So that senton that he did to Brett on the outside, phenomenal. That you, like I said, you only need one, two, maybe. Maybe three, maybe three high spots in a match. You don't need all the shit that you see today. Suicide dive. You don't need all the planches over the top rope and all the other bullshit. One, two, three, kid and Brett had two or three high spots. And one, two, three, kid missed like two of them anyway. But um, anyway, uh, one, two, three, kid with his high spots. Uh, the senton over the, uh, to the outside. Uh, then he tried to do it again in the ring, caught mostly Matt. And uh, Kid had a lot of he had a lot of near falls in this match, man. So he was he was high flying towards the end of it, but before that, he was just trying to roll Brett up to get that pin and get that win over the champion. And I think and I think that's what makes the most sense in a wrestling match for a, someone like a one two three kid. Like he's not obviously going to outpower Brett. He's not going to out technical Brett. So what is he going to do? He's going to try and sneak a win on Brett. Right. That's yeah, no, I mean that takes makes total sense in the storytelling of this this match. Exactly. Exactly. So now, like, I, I love that, like, the, the more matches that I watch, the more storytelling I get, the more the more I understand the craft of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's yeah. that's kind of like, you know, what, what the purpose of this podcast was at the beginning. I kind of wanted you guys to see the different aspects and the different ways to tell a story in a professional wrestling match. And I think that that each match has its own story. Sometimes yeah. the stories are terrible, and sometimes the stories are, are very amazing. Like if you've got an Okada match in, in the Wrestle Kingdom against Naito, and like it, it's been a four-year journey for Naito to get this belt, and it yeah. becomes this epic thing. Yeah. You've got the one, two, three kid who's sneaking wins. He's a spoiler on Monday Night Raw every week. How is he spoiling people with roll-ups? He's spoiling people with with very tricky maneuvers. Yeah, going against a guy that that's one of the most technical wrestlers of all time. How is and, he going to beat this guy? And you can see it in the crowd reaction too, because every roll up, the crowd's getting on their feet. Like, okay, he's going to win right now. Oh no, he's got he's got it this time. No, he's got it this time. Backslides, uh, schoolboy pins, everything that you can think of. He tried it, and he was so close to getting it. He was he was so close, but. At the very end, and I don't even know. Did you say number four yet? No, number four. Okay. All the near falls and everything culminated to this. One, two, three kid doing his 
Gooch Splash. I don't know what the fuck to call that. Whatever he does in the corner where he tries to The Bronco to do the, Buster. The, the Bronco Buster. Thank you. The Bronco Buster in the corner, basically busting his own balls, tore his shit up. Uh, <laughs> Brett, Brett gets the finish though. Uh, after that, I think one, two, three kid tries to do something else off the top rope, drop kick or something like that. Brett catches him, puts him in the sharpshooter. No one gets out of the sharpshooter. The only thing you can do is pin. And Kent, uh, Kent, kid basically went to the well too many times. Brett gets the finish, gets the win, pats the kid on the back. The referees patting him on the back. Uh, I think Macho Man and JR were standing up and clapping, giving him a you know, round of applause. So with the uh, the crowd, it was amazing, man. That was that was a that's a feel good moment. It leaves the crowd with the he didn't get it. He tried his best. A very like, not Rudy esque, but a, a feel good moment for sure. I love that match. Like it, it it ended up being like a very fun match. It's not your traditional strong style match that we have no. on this, but I think it's a very technical match, and I think it fit your category pretty well. Absolutely. No, it, it definitely did. Um, it, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't too te- technical, but it was, it was something to see. Cause like, I do love those matches where you get those, those uh, false finishes, but they, right. they make sense. The false finishes that make sense. Right. Um, like kind of like the Jeff Hardy and Undertaker thing with the ladder match, false finishes, very close to getting it almost there. And just right before he gets it, the champion comes in, swoops in, and just wins the title. It makes sense. And it just it makes you feel like you you watched a classic. Yeah. Yeah. But my honorable mentions, man, six or one, two, three kid, whatever you want to call him, such a talent. He was young, but you could still tell he had something. And I was just like, he I I wonder why he never got that that big push. He always like fought for the title, but never really got the I don't even know if he got the IC belt, but I know he got the smaller European. Yeah. And yeah, I always wonder why he didn't get the, the big one, but maybe that's because of the people he hung out with. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> oh, no. I'm asking you like, what do you think? <laughs> I thought it was a rhetorical. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> putting me on the spot cookie. Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot, man. But, uh, it more than likely was he was hanging out with a click and, you know, I made a revelation, uh, a revelation, an epiphany, whatever you want to call it. One and two three kid is kind of like Sammy and Jericho right now. Yeah. Like one two three kid had Sean and Triple H, whereas Jericho has Sammy right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh? But I I highly doubt Jericho's doing the shit that Shawn Michaels is doing in the back with Sonny and everyone else. Yeah. No. No. Jericho, I think he's past that point in his career. I would I would like to hope so, but I mean, like they have a like one two three kid had a he basically had that that Sammy Guevara effect. So he had the, he had someone that was um, like, I can't, I'm blanking on my word right now, but he had someone to uh, coach him up and basically push him through the ranks. And you just don't see that a lot. Um, but uh, he was a hell of a fucking talent. Yeah. Very much was, so. You can, you can tell that he was groomed by diesel and all the rest of the click members. So I don't know, man, honorable mentions go to like just a hell of a talent that one, two, three kid was. And, Probably still is. I'm sure he still works matches. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, like with COVID and everything, it's kind of like messed things up. But yeah, he, he's definitely worked some matches in the last couple of years that were still really good. Yeah. You know, he's, he's aging out a little bit and he's probably past his prime, but he still can 
he, he knows professional wrestling enough that he could probably put together a really great match. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Brett, obviously, Brett is Brett. I don't need to talk about him. His reputation precedes him. So we already know about him. I'm giving this match, of course, five cookies, 100%. Five cookies and a Finn Balor. Okay. Only cookie nomination. Hell of a match. Uh, I can't wait to see what you give me next week. Sounds good. And let's uh, let's end this with a uh, a – what a maneuver! What a maneuver! <laughs> All right, sounds good, dude. Thank you. No worries, man. Um, what time does uh SummerSlam start? Seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. All right, sweet. Are For the high spot, we have got Ken Oka against Chiyoshi Kikuchi in a bread-eating death match. Tolbert. Yes. What is a oh. bread-eating death match? Well, I didn't know what to think when you sent me this link. Um, definitely a first for the high spot. I uh, wasn't surprised, though. But uh, we are in Japan. We've got these two gentlemen. Uh couldn't tell who was who because there's no English whatsoever. Usually right. you can kind of decipher who's who, but this one was tough. So I think uh, Ken Oka is, uh, I-, I named him Weird Face. Okay. And then we have Tiyoshi Kikuchi. I just call him Blondie. Okay. He comes out first. He is, uh, he's a good looking guy. Bye, Mike. Bye. I'm fun at foosball. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, he's a tough looking dude. He's young. Uh, he's got a luscious, uh, mane of blonde flowing hair, right? He comes out to the ring and you can tell he's trying not to laugh the whole time. It's pretty funny. He's trying to hold back the giggles, um, because this is a bread eating death match. And in the ring while he's making his entrance is, uh, some sort of clothesline ran across the ring and, uh, kind of like a Freddy got fingered fashion with the sausages. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought, yeah, that's what immediately came to mind was, uh, daddy, would you like some sausage? But in this case, it's various loaves of bread. Uh, while this is going on, we have our second competitor in her, Ken Oka, I believe this is, uh, and I just call him weird face because he's got this weird punk rock death stare kind of thing going on. Um, he comes out to some rock and roll. I have to mention before we get to the match, we have a little na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. Yeah, it was a pretty cool little clap and chant there to us and the boys in. So we get a good visual when they actually string up the bread and they pull the string tight and all the bread lifts into the air. And you see, we've got it in various links. Um, one of my favorites is the baguette just dangling. <laughs> Right above the canvas. And I like to also say that there is a an unsliced loaf of white bread <laughs> yes. somewhere in there. There is. And I love how they, um, you know, everything's tied to a single string kind of dangling, but they split it off into two ropes. So it's got two pieces of rope hanging the big loaf. I don't know. It's, it's a funny visual. Some, some wonder bread. Some, uh, <laughs> yes. fo- what, what is it? F-O- oh, man. Focaccia we got bread? some focaccia. focaccia. We've got some hot dog buns. I have to say the hot dog buns tied tightly in the middle are a great visual as well. Uh, and they're swinging all over the place. So the ref explains the rules, but I really didn't catch too much of it. So, But obviously, these boys are going to have to eat some bread. Um <laughs> 
and there's a death match in the title, so this might get a little ugly. Death by carbohydrate <laughs> is what this match is. So the ref, uh, we see a little sportsmanship at the beginning. Uh, we see a little handshake. The competitors acknowledge each other. I like to see that, especially in a death match. But then once the bell rings, all bets are off. Uh, and they are snapping each other like, uh, like kind of like the Raptors in Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> They're just snapping and hollering at each other. Um, well, instead of going on in each other, they start going on uh, in on the bread and just munching. But you notice something pretty quick, and I guess it was explained in the rules. You can't use your hands. You cannot use your hands on the bread. <laughs> yes. So it's dangling and flopping everywhere as they're biting and, and nipping at it. Um, A good way to choke, I think. Yeah, and, and, and I think so. One I of think the ways so. Um, this could be considered a death match. And then, of course, you know, in every eating competition, it gets heated. You know, you're trying to gobble up yours and... You know, they got a little too close. Then we uh, actually see some wrestling take place. We have some... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a touch. Because there's not much in this match. We see some uh, stiff elbows and a little DDT. Well, ugly face, he's not having this, and he wants to get the upper hand. So um, a little heel trickery, if you will. And uh, he kind of splits Blondie between the ring post, and he pulls out some tape tapes his ankles to the post right so he's got him secured in there and this is a death match ladies and gentlemen so this is legal ref has no qualms with this at all so he's taped up he's uh it's kind of um didn't we do a match where someone was handcuffed between the posts was yeah there, I, I don't know, know. Uh, i don't know anyway so uh old ugly face makes his way back into the ring and uh I have to say this guy really enjoys eating bread. Yes. Like this is his bread and butter, I should say. Um and he goes to town, but uh he he savors this hamburger bun dangling for a string and uh yeah, I, I think he should just eat a little faster. Instead he's he's trying to enjoy it. In the meantime, Blondie breaks loose, comes up from behind with an axe handle, and uh tapes his mouth shut that's right he that's said right. hey this is a bread eating competition wait th- th- I'm this is not a hand. wrestling match yeah if i can uh take this guy out i'm gonna win this thing um i don't know how he didn't choke here because he has a mouth full of bread and a taped up it, mouth and he tapes it around his hair around his face and everything blondie goes for the baguette but it's just dangling slapping him in the face uh we get a funny little visual the crowd is having a great time they're laughing they're giggling um, I have to say, like, it's a goofy match, but the way these guys sell it and some of the facials and stuff they make, uh, it, they really get the crowd into it. Well, Blondie thinks he's got the upper hand and he's going to <laughs> win this as Ugly Face tears the tape painfully off of his hair. Um, he's like, hey, man, that's, that's dirty. Well, we get a baguette spot. Blondie tries to, uh, you know, take him out with a baguette. That is, it's a baguette. It's not going to work. And, of course, he no-sells it. And uh, we're back to square one. And they start eating the broken baguette off the floor face-to-face, but just staring each other down. With bread, eating bread, what goes what, – what do you like to wash your bread well, down there's, with? There's a few things I like to wash it down with. But, uh, you know, after you eat a few bites, you know, you start to get parched. Milk goes great. A so. delicious <laughs> – glass of cold milk so old ugly face gets his uh manager say hey man i mean he pulls a little hill move he's like give me that glass of milk he's gonna cheat a little bit 
well, Blondie doesn't like this. And uh, as he goes to take his sip, and this is one of my favorite parts of the matches, he tries to steal his milk and he tries to steal it back. It's spilling all over the place. Finally, Blondie just just smacks it out of his hand and it goes right into his face. But his reaction <laughs> to the milk going into his face, I mean, he's just a brilliant actor. It was, it was great. Um, yeah, so he, he leaves him splattered in milk. We go back to some bread eating. And this is also one of my favorite spots where the baguette dangling above the mat comes into play. Uh, Blondie gets put into a Boston crab. <laughs> but he's like, hey, I'm not going to take this laying down. And he crawls over to the baguette that's dangling inches above the mat and just starts taking bites out of it while he's in this submission hold. <laughs> and uh, this goes to like a modified ankle lock. Uh, he drags him away from the bread, but he's still going. He's still going. You can take the fight out of the man, but you cannot take no. the bread out of the mouth of these competitors. So the match goes on like this, then just doing these goofy spots back and forth. Uh, one Another favorite of mine is where they're rolling around on the mat and Ugly Face gets a big old bite. Blondie gets a big old bite and they're just staring each other down. And at one point, uh, old Ugly Face just actually pulls the bread <laughs> out of Blondie's mouth. He's like, hey man, if you can't eat it, you ain't going to beat me. And then uh, it, it, is that the part where it leads to maybe uh, the, the part where they're both laying prone on the ground and it becomes <laughs> that David Hasselhoff eating a uh, cheeseburger video? Yeah, Where the guys are just laying there and one of the guys is just kind of laying on his side eating a big mouthful of bread. That It just reminds me of that David Hasselhoff video from yeah. years ago. Oh, it kind of does. I didn't think of that, but now that you bring it up, it is amazing. Um we do eventually get to a little more back and forth, but like I said, there's not much wrestling in this. And this link is in two parts. So if you do watch this, uh, it'll end and then just click on the second link and it brings it up to uh, more shenanigans of bread swinging around and uh, them just kind of beating on each other every once in a while. Now we see some, some roll-ups and some small packages and stuff, but the ref doesn't really count every time there's a pinfall he just he just points to the bread and yells like hey you gotta eat more bread <laughs> you're not gonna win it like this what do you think this is a wrestling match <laughs> and eventually we do get i guess some sort of pin and the ref calls it i guess he calls it even i couldn't tell i, I he doesn't honestly, raise a hand the ref actually just sits down and kind of holds his hand head in his hands like he doesn't know what to do just like i did while trying to figure <laughs> out this match yeah um so we don't really know what's going on but obviously blondie's upset because he cuts a very passionate promo uh but while this promo is going down uh old, old ken aka is just chowing down on bread the whole time <laughs> so much bread <laughs> so he just won't stop eating it and he keeps on and he keeps on the whole time he's cutting this promo and leaving the ring he's still eating bread he rolls out of the ring with a baguette in his hand heads back to the locker room <laughs> I, I i'm not sure if he was just very passionate about the uh the bread how the, the taste he wanted to to continue the taste of this bread or he he was trying to get you know I honestly, I, I could not tell you what the hell I have happened. No, this is one of the weirdest matches you've ever given me. Um, the the YouTube comments are pretty funny on this. One of them says, "Don't show this to Vince Russo." <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Yo, stole his milk. I felt that dude's pain." <laughs> but, uh, one uh, of my favorites is, "I get it." Wait, no, I don't. No, I, no. I don't get it. 
Oh, but yes, definitely one of the weirdest matches I've ever seen. Uh, let, uh, let, let's hear that haiku about uh, the, the bread eating. Hmm. All right. That's a lot of carbs. It's so many <laughs> carbs. Baguettes, rolls, buns, loaves. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, last time it was warm. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Or, uh, or we could end it with... Uh, uh, there's no more milk. No more milk. You guys are on your own. We eat so many shrimp. Work it in with. Please pass the butter. Please pass the butter. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, Cookie is uh figuring out how to unmute himself during this segment. Cookie. Oh. Oh, here I am. Say goodbye to everybody. Listen, yeah, 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 I'll say goodbye to everyone. Listen, Aaron, you woke me up, man, all right? And I know that wasn't technically your fault, but I had to go take my morning shit, all right? That has to happen. <laughs> Bodies have to regulate themselves, all right? God damn it. Morning, the morning movements, brother. Yeah, you see? Tolbert understands it. Aaron, I, I blame I'm taking, I, I had to, to take a shit before the, the kayaking trip yesterday, and it made us late to the kayaking trip yesterday. I think that happened at your bachelor party. We had to go whitewater rafting. There's nothing in my life that I would rather do. Hey, man, you don't want to get out there. I don't want to get on the, on the open water and having to take a shit. See? Exactly. I get Thank that. Thank you for listening to $2. Wait, wait, wait. wait. One oh, more wait, thing sorry, before dude. I leave, man. Before I leave. I didn't get a chance to say this when I was shooting earlier. But um, while I was talking about fuck Central Piedmont Community College, I also want to say uh, fuck the department chair. Uh, <laughs> fuck... The physics professor, uh, uh, fuck whoever runs the refunds in that department, Shoot. fuck them. Uh, they can all suck my left nut. They're not. They're not. They can't suck the right one. The left one, they can though. Fuck them. Thank you, Cookie. You're welcome. Right, go play some disc golf. Go play down. some disc golf. All, all right, right. Thank you for listening to Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. We'll hear from you next week. Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.